I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Briar Moss can curse in five different languages. We mostly curse in English, so if you're listening around English speakers, you may want to make sure they're okay with curses. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And today we are talking about chapter three of Sandry's book. So curl up with your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And And let's align chaotically. This is where the kids all finally start to come together and meet each other. Sandry is at breakfast and she freaking hates nobles because they're all just like fashion and marriage and after two weeks she's like i don't care about either one of these these are not things for me this new girl shows up who nobody likes because she's a traitor sandra's like come eat with me and everyone's like no no and she's like f off (laughs) she's my friend yeah (laughs) what's your name again (laughs) okay and then tris is in her dorm and she's trying to read the dedicates are like, stop Come reading. Outside. Go <laughs> hang out with people. It'll be like, good for fine. you. And then the big quake starts. And starts. She's like, okay, I'll go outside now. Dasha gets jumped. This yep. Yeah, she gets jumped. Because she's a traitor. Because she's a traitor, yeah. And then and Briar, he gets Briar jumped. also gets jumped because... They think the- he's stealing stuff, but it's not really him stealing stuff. It's another boy. He's like, oh, it wasn't me. He framed me I put it under my pillow the last section is Tris and is, Sandry meet um, because both of their dedicates are like we can't handle it anymore we can't do this we they don't do want not them they we've got to do something else with them because we can't put them somewhere else I don't want them to be our problem anymore <laughs> so Honored Moonstream suggests that they go to Disney 
And Nico and quickly scene. tells them that, like, you're not being you're punished. Not being punished. Not it's just called that. Yeah, it's just like, okay, though, well, whatever. Alright, are we gonna talk about alignment? <laughs> we are so excited. Well, okay, it fits in. First, we read like a novice, which is what we like about the book, like as readers, or don't like about the book as readers. Since we mentioned alignment, I think this is the part where we would talk about alignment. Uh, so we agreed that Briar is uh, chaotic good. Chaotic good. Yes, he has. He has. His heart is in the right place. He just doesn't know how to deal with it. No. Yeah. Knives. Knives. Yes. Knives. I want all of them. I mean, I think I think we might as well talk about this scene then. So <laughs> I want all of them. <laughs> so he he has several knives on his body, which he uses to attack the kids who attack him first. The part that really stands out about me in this scene is they they pull him out from under his bed and they find out that he's got plants and they're like, didn't anybody tell you that plants aren't worth anything? Which goes back to what we talked about in chapter one where he likes the green of plants more than the green of emeralds. That part particularly kind of makes me a little sad. He is super resourceful. Yeah. Because they have his arms pinned behind his back. And he starts kicking them. Yeah, but he still beats the crap out of them, even though there's like four versus one, and they're holding him down. He he just doesn't stop. (laughs) He's like, listen, I'm not doing this. First, they found some of his knives in his clothes chest and like, are you planning to murder us in our sleep and rob us all? So, yeah, they found the knives first and then he was being held by them and he breaks free of them and uh, he has more knives. knives. He's dropping briar rolled away from the boys, one hand going to an ankle sheath and the other going to one in an armpit. Lurching to his feet, he showed them his blades. So he has so many knives. I just, he I, is prepared. He, he has them hidden somewhere in case he doesn't have some. And then he has some on his body. No matter what, he is prepared with his knives. I just, I, I, I still feel like it's just that, that comical relief moment of just continuously pulling out weapons from just bizarre places. Is that all of them? Wait, hold one on. One. <laughs> I got one more. The bit about this that really stands out to me the dedicates that watch over the dormitory are air temple dedicates <coughs> in yellow habits there are two of them a man and a woman the man says i knew that would happen when they let that gutter snipe in you're out of this dormitory if i have my way you're out of winding circle altogether and we don't get his name but every time i read this i wonder if this is actually our introduction to dedicate crane like I, i've always had that same like thought because the, the way but at the same time, is later on it doesn't reference it when he sees him. He, he there's no direct indication that they've interacted before. Yeah, but Crane does keep saying like, "Oh, he, you're that thief boy," so he definitely knows who Briar is. But it's possible everybody does. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure but... everybody knows who all four of them are. <laughs> yes, very true. They all stand out in some way. <laughs> yeah. The the thing that most convinces me that this isn't Crane 
is it says <laughs> the woman's robe was lined in black, and I think Crane might also have a black hem robe, but it doesn't indicate that the man's robe is lined in black. Yeah. So I think it, it actually is a different person, but that makes me sad because I like the idea that this is where Crane first meets Briar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's Briar. Who do we want to talk about next? Sandry. Okay. Sandry is lawful chaotic. Yeah. yeah. She's both lawful and chaotic. She follows all of the rules, but and she still brings so much chaos. And, I mean, and, and she is in the, the good side. Like, lawful chaotic good? Chaotic lawful good? Like, with the Something whole like thing that. with her and Daja, their, their experience together. Everyone else is making fun of her, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna stand up for this girl. She's my friend. I don't know your name, but she's my friend. <laughs> All the other nobles are like, what are you doing? Lawful good chaotic. Yes. <laughs> she's the whole good spectrum, except for the neutral part. She is not neutral. So she's either lawful or chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that's that's very fitting down the line when we get to the scene with the fight that's like chapter 10 or something yeah uh when we get to that scene yeah we'll see that again where she is both chaotic and lawful yeah yeah but she's always in the good end of the spectrum <laughs> uh, and just friendship at the point of a sword i think we're gonna see more of that in chapter four but just like the you will be my friend i demand it <laughs> okay what about uh what about tris chaotic misunderstood i'm telling you she just wants to be left alone this scene makes me so angry actually because she is in her dorm reading she's not doing anything to anyone and the dedicates come out and they're like stop reading and as a teacher if my kids were reading that would make me so happy and just i just feel that the adults treat her so poorly Mm -hmm. well i feel it also goes back to the Every other adult has treated her like this. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, she's used to it because in the way she handles the situation, it's very obvious she's used yeah. to this level of bullshit. Because it doesn't entirely register to her as anything different, which I noticed. She just kind of accepts that this is what they want. She's like, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then they force her anyway. But I think I think that there is just no excuse no. for the behavior of the adults. Yeah. The the dedicate, this is for your benefit. Whatever caused your parents to give you to the living circle temples. Like blaming that her. That is not something that you should tell a student. No. no. They she was basically Roughly. blaming Triss for being weird like that's why your parents got rid of you because you're so weird okay so you need to be more normal between the ages of 8 and 14 do not tell a kid they're weird (laughs) you are going to do some damage yeah and i feel like as a as a teacher i see this from other teachers where students students behave in certain ways probably because i mean possibly because of home life problems or trauma or even just like anxiety but teachers will just label them and be like oh well so and so's lazy or this person does this and it just makes me so upset yeah instead of finding out more about that particular person instead of just labeling it because of who or what they are yeah yeah and maybe that's because like that happened to me as a kid because i dealt with anxiety issues as a kid and i would cry at the drop of the hat so I was labeled as sensitive and delicate 
And instead of actually like handling the issue, teachers just told me that I shouldn't cry so much. Yeah. Uh, and so whenever I see that with, with students that I have, where I feel like teachers are are not handling things well and just yeah. Yeah. pisses and me I, off. And I know Brittany's told the story, but Brittany and I have, we got in trouble in school for reading. Yes, I got detention once for reading during math class. And guess what she did? <laughs> the, the detention was reading during lunch. I'm like, ooh, this is what I was going to do during lunch anyway. So, like... That's fine. All right. <laughs> I I just wish I could get my students to read. I don't care. Yeah. English, Spanish, Klingon, any anything. <laughs> uh, read read a graphic novel. Read a magazine. Uh, just please, just read yes. something. Read something. All right. So let's talk about Dasha. She's not chaotic <laughs> at all. Dasha is the only one that is not yeah, chaotic. She's involved in a lot of chaos, but she never causes any she's, of it. She's somewhere between lawful good and lawful neutral. Yes. Because she doesn't, like, She she's more of a go with the flow, like, this is how it is yeah. kind yeah. of person, rather than actively trying to seek out an end result. She's got the other three to do that with. I think to some degree she has to be kind of a, a go with the flow sort of thing, because... Her life has turned upside down so much. Yeah. yeah. Everything's different from what she has known, so she has to kind of learn about all of this stuff yeah. to go with the flow of it, because she doesn't know what any different. I would argue that she does tend a little bit more on the lawful side, because there's a part where she's, like, watched, walking through, like, the forges, and she's interested, and she's like, no, this would be a stain on my family's memory. Yeah. To what? show interest in... It even says that in this chapter, too. Let me find it. While Brittany is finding that, I want to point out one of the things that I really like about that scene is that there's, like, a flashback where she's talking about she saw this blacksmith, and Pierce mentions that the blacksmith is a woman, and that always stood out to me. Also, the judge at Briar's trial in the first chapter is a woman. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that there are just these characters who just appear on single page. They're just peppered with these women who are just very important in society. Right here it says, It had always been an embarrassment to her family, her interest in metalwork. To be interested in it still while they slept under the waves seemed disloyal. And then the chaos comes upon her. Yes. Yeah. So much chaos. (laughs) She's got the other three. What I mean, it's kind of a <laughs> with, what do you expect? With all got... three of them being very chaotic. <laughs> in the... I just imagine them being adults and getting into something, and Dodge is just standing there going, Again, goddamn. With her, it's a nice contrast as well, like as far as characters, because everybody else, and that's something that you don't see in a lot of more traditional young adult books you have the one chaotic character or Mm -hmm. two chaotic characters that you interact with sometimes three of the four be chaotic the four main characters are chaotic you're just like "Hmm, what do we do Uh, what kind of shenanigans uh, are gonna happen I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, so part two <coughs> is reading like a dedicate. This is where we track down a theme or a message from the story. I feel like we kind of touched on it a little bit. The theme I feel like in this one in this chapter would be like uh not fitting in and so not only just not fitting in like the adults not really doing anything about what's going on the first example would be with like Daja when she first comes into the uh cafeteria there's a lot of children taunting her um saying hey traitor a boy demanded who do you rob today Whose baby did you kill to to magic a win for your sales called someone else? And then the dedicate that's in charge of everything just is like, find a seat. So instead of saying anything to any of those children, she's just like, like not even trying to do anything for her. And then with with Tris, again, back to whenever the dedicate was telling her, go outside, it would be better for you. And then her, you've already read the part of, her saying stuff about her parents giving her away. So basically her, that dedicate blaming Tris for being so weird that her parents had to get rid of her. With Briar, you also brought up the point that he was like, oh, I knew this was going to happen if we brought you here. And if I have my way, you'll be out of, you'll not just be out of the dorm. Yeah, because he already had it in his mind. He's like this. 
So he didn't try to get to know Briar or anything. He's just like, oh, you're this way. That's what's going to happen. He didn't want anything to do with them. And then Sandry, I feel like, is a little bit different than the other three because she is noble. So I feel like the dedicates were trying to be nice. Like, okay, she's noble. She's the niece of the Duke of this place. So we need to, like, be nice to her until they get fed up with her. And, like, we can't do this anymore. But then it's likely that with Sandry, it's not that they're being nice because building a relationship with students is part of their job, but they're being nice because, oh, well, she's really, really important nobility, so mm-hmm, yeah. we have to be nice to her. Yeah. And I think with Briar, it's worth pointing out that he's not the thief, right? He's there not. is somebody stealing stuff, but it's not him. And the, the dedicate says, I want you out of the storm. I want you out of, even... out of Winding Circle. And nobody says anything about the kid who actually is. Yeah. Also, he's in the middle of getting beat up. And yeah. they don't even mention anything about it. They're like, I knew this was going to happen. Not not saying anything to the other kids that have are trying to, like, beat him up or anything. He, They're he like... Gets... He gets attacked by, like, four boys. And they just, like, brush it off, like, oh, this is all your fault. Not these kids. It's your fault. So I think maybe the message that is the takeaway from this chapter is that we should look for those signs of other people not belonging and find ways to invite them in to help them belong. One of the things that I kind of take out of it is there is a lot of prejudice for each of them in their own way. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of one of those, like, later on, as we learn more about them, the kind of gives us more of a connection that separates them from these preconceived notions of where they should fit. And so it's kind of a, especially in today's world, we have a lot of prejudice towards people based on race or gender or sexuality or whatever Mm -hmm. and so we put those people in a box and nobody fits in a box no you you can't just be one thing you're not defined by one thing so why do we put (laughs) someone who is something everybody is special so why do we take something special and put it in a box with other things that are special based on one trait yeah it's kind of a message of prejudice blinds people mm-hmm. and the people who have this prejudice will only see what they want to see like as you were saying is none of the adults did anything they already had a mindset about yeah. each student and, and like oh this person's a traitor this person's a thief they're obviously already going to start trouble so yeah. instead of trying to figure out anything that's special about them or try to help them yeah. they already had a mindset about each of them and it's like oh no yeah. i'm not going to help them so they were also kind of looking for an excuse to be like oh i was right <laughs> yeah you know this this preconceived notion i had without learning anything about them i was right Mm-hmm. Even though, if you look closer to the situation, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. Since we're talking about the adults and their behavior, I do want to point out a couple of exceptions. So, yeah. first yeah, yeah, yeah. of all, the, the woman air dedicate, all she pins Briar, and she does it because he's about to attack the other boys. With knives. Yeah, with knives. <laughs> and so I don't feel like she necessarily shows that she's... yeah. yeah. Yeah, because um, whenever uh, he, the boy that did actually steal, and they found it under his pillow, uh, he's like, he 
he uh, framed me. She's like, would you want to be able to say that to uh, a truth sayer? Is that what it was? Yeah, a truth and sayer. He's like, he, he shuts up after yeah, that. Yeah, so, oh, uh, best truth sayer in all of Emelon happens to be visiting Honored Moonstream. I'd love to see his work. Yeah, um, yeah. So there definitely are people. And, yeah. and then, of course, Nico and Moonstream both. And we talked about Nico in the last chapter yeah. in the way he recognizes the students' problems and tries yeah. to sort of yeah. lure them in in whatever way he can best meet them so i kind of wanted to bring something up about moonstream she's there yeah when dodge is attacked she her first thing is she's very comforting are you okay what happened are you i mean she genuinely wants to make sure that dodge is okay and then as dodge is leaving she's like it's that flip of a switch and she's like i want to know who did this and i want to know now yeah so it's you have those people who are that beacon of hope that beacon of light who want to genuinely learn these students and want to help them and want to see them flourish yeah because moonstream even tells daja i'd hoped our borders were more open-minded about traders i'm disappointed yeah. that i was so wrong yeah and i'm so happy that honored moonstream is the person in charge of Winding Temple. Yes. Of Winding yeah. Circle. They're, they're, she is she is another adult that I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, her and Nico. <laughs> there aren't as many scenes as I wish there was with her interacting, but I know that there are a couple later on that are incredibly significant that have stood out to me because it's it goes down to the do good, look for the good in people rather than assuming based on what the situation looks like or what these people look like step three is reading like a mage this is where we pull out a part that really spoke to us <coughs> called to us and how we can use this to create magic in our own lives i have two and they both speak to what we already talked about one is uh <coughs> Nico is talking to Triss, and Triss has just made a lightning strike. She's not really aware that she's done it yet, but he's aware that it's her. And he says, mages have a very wise rule, before all else, do no harm. Uh, And then the other is Sandry, when she goes to Daja and she says, my name's Sandry, please join me at my table. And both of those things stood out to me because, well, first of all, that rule of do no harm like that's something that i would like to keep in my head and especially when i'm teaching to be thinking about that and am i following that rule in my life and then sandry is just in this in this scene she's an example of being that exception and saying oh this is this is a person who's different this is a person who is misfit who is outcast let me bring them into my space and tell them that they belong with mine is also the do no harm we have a variety of religions in this world. And for me, that seems to be a very central point Mm -hmm. that a lot of people have gotten away from because it is do no harm and accept others. You you can't say that you love everyone and you accept everyone and then show hatred. So it's do no harm, whether that be physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever you you have to remember to be good it goes back to what i said go be the good be that light in the world i mean i i fully agree with you on 
that one specifically, that line has always stood out with me. Not necessarily just because of the book, but reoccurring in a lot of different media and, you know, this being a central point in several different religions of, you know, don't, don't be, don't be a dick. Mine is also the same thing. Uh, <laughs> it's a good out. thing to take out. Also with the whole Sandry thing, her being that example of doing good and Sandry goes to Daja and like tries to pull her to the table. Um, Daja tells her, nobody will thank you for this. She lets Sandry pull her between rows of tables and Sandry replies, if thanks was what I wanted, I would be sad indeed since I don't want it, I won't miss it. And so, I don't know, this really stood out to me because I feel like that's a example to take away to remind myself on a daily basis hey you need to be the good you want to try to include other people because I their age in this book I felt like I was that way but looking back I had my own insecurities and wanted to fit in so badly with other people that even my friends I would talk bad about and say mean things just because I want to fit in and other people were talking bad about them so oh I want to fit in with this group I'm gonna go ahead and say these bad things about these people and being that loner person that jumped from group to group to group that didn't actually have a place to fit in I, I wanted to fit in with every single group that I was in so I would always talk bad about all these people and if any of my friends from school are listening, I want to apologize and say, hey, I, I don't mean those things I did then, but thinking back on it now, I was an awful person and I don't want to be that person anymore. I think we've all been <laughs> shitty people sometimes. Yeah, especially <laughs> as children. Children are mean. Children really are mean. They're ruthless. Yes. That's the problem is they are ruthless yes. <laughs> children know how to figure out who is the outcast and pick at them and like it's interesting for me because i was the outcast a lot of the time so i was the person who was constantly getting picked on this is probably part of the reason that when i saw somebody else <laughs> who was even more of an outcast i picked on them same and see i bounced around from school to school so I was never there long enough to make any form of a bond. So I was always the weird nude kid. And I didn't learn anybody well enough to be able to try and fit in. Picked up social cues of who not to talk to. And I'm the one who sat alone at lunch reading because yeah. I didn't have friends. I was the one who sat alone on the playground reading because I didn't have friends. Yeah. Except for my one friend I had, she was, I, I think what had happened was I had a crush on her, <laughs> but I'm not sure, because you know how, like, little boys pick on girls, like, pull their pigtails, or, mm -hmm. like, are complete assholes to the girls they like? I was kind of that way to her, uh, but I always wanted uh, to sit with her, and I always wanted to talk to her, and I vividly remember this. We were playing King of the Mountain. So we're climbing up this little domed jungle gym, and we're racing to get to the top. And she, uh, she beats me, so I grabbed her by the arm. Oh no! And I pushed her, and I broke her arm. Oh no! <laughs> and 
like I just sat on the top and I looked down at her and she's just staring up at me with this bewildered expression like what the hell and then like three days later like we're we're best buddies like we're, we're I mean we're still like talking and like eating lunch together so Naomi I'm sorry I think I had a crush on you I'm not sure <laughs> but yeah yep. Boys will be boys. <laughs> girls will be girls. Yeah. People will be people. Let's go with that. <laughs> Kids are awful. The, the moral of the story is children are awful. Yes. They're cruel. They're ruthless. Yes. And, and adults often are too. Most children don't change from childhood to adulthood. Yep. You teach them something or you allow them to think away and they'll carry it with them the rest of their life. And that's why we need to change. Discipline. What excerpt do we want to read? Oh, good God. Oh, you know what excerpt I want you to read. Okay. When they entered, a boy with a coarse-cut black hair was sniffing dried herbs that hung in bunches near the hearth. Seeing the girls, he skipped back, as if he had been caught doing something he shouldn't. Good morning, Briar, Nico said. I've brought you some housemates. The boy glared at them, his eyes a startling gray-green in his gold-brown face. Oh, wonderful, he replied. More girls. It could be worse, the quiet, lilting voice came from a room to Triss's left. It could be more boys. Still one of my favorite lines. <laughs> that is possibly my favorite line in the whole book. <laughs> but we will talk about that more next week. Next. Join us. Okay. Bye. Circle Temple is created by us, Indy, Molly, and Brittany. You can find us at readingcircletemple.com or send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find them on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws or on Instagram at Shannon and Draws. Also, thank you to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. Find more of Thomas Dick's music on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's Let's all have have coffee coffee next week. Step three is reading like a mage. And this is where we make a mage. Mage. Right? You said mage. No, I said mage. (laughs) It sounded like you said mage. Yes, we're going to. We're going to to read read with Mange. Yes. (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. 
Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.